Well, welcome back. We are uh, here again on Blue Valley's podcast, uh, having conversations with uh, interesting people in our district, people that are movers and shakers and uh, folks that have a good perspective on some of the work that we're doing here in the Blue Valley schools. And uh, I am Superintendent Todd White. Today's a continuation of our podcast on teen suicide and mental health. And uh, last time we had an opportunity to hear from Adam Hamilton, uh, pastor at uh, Church of the Resurrection. And uh, today we have an opportunity to be joined by a very important person uh, to all of us in this work, and that is Rory Swenson. Uh, hi, Rory. How are you doing, bud? Good. Hi. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We're, uh, we're anxious to, uh, to hear from you and your perspective um, on some of the work that we've been doing. But prior to that, tell the listeners um, who, um, who you are and kind of what you do. All right. Uh, I'm Rory Swenson, as said earlier. <laughs> uh, I'm a junior currently at Blue Valley North High yeah. School. And I'm, you know, I like to do everything, but I'm here today to talk about my involvement in the Zero Reasons Why campaign sure. and my interest in uh, preventing teen suicide. Yeah. Good. Well, I, you were uh, you were panting as you came in here because I think you just came from track practice, right? <laughs> yeah, I might smell a little of that. <laughs> no, no, you're good. Okay. You're good. Our listeners can't smell us, so okay. we're, 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 they can just hear us. That's convenient. <laughs> that is convenient for us. Um, so you're involved in a lot of things at North, right? Yeah. I mean, you're on the track team. What else do you do? Uh, just got back from a DECA competition at State. Uh, nice. We had a ton of kids qualify for nationals. It's a great experience, yeah. So did you qualify for Yeah. That? Nice. Uh, second right. place in... Human resource management, which is ironic because, you know, it's like mental health in the workplace. Yeah. 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 There are some ties, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. That's very cool. Well, again, we, we really appreciate you taking time uh, out of your busy schedule uh, after track practice um, the uh, the day before spring break to come in here and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, have a conversation uh, so that our listeners could uh, – could hear a student perspective with regards to uh, some of the work that's been going on mm-hmm. at uh, Blue Valley North uh, throughout our district here in Blue Valley, but also in Johnson County as well. So you mentioned uh, zero reasons why. So um, I'll set this up a little bit for our listeners. So, uh, you know, last year we we had um, just, you know, way too many uh, teen suicides uh, in our district and certainly in our county. So superintendents came together and said, you know, what can we do? And so what we said that we could do was pull people together and have a conversation uh, that could hopefully lead to some action on the part of uh, many people throughout the county and certainly within our school districts in order to take a different approach, to make a difference, because if we just continue to do the same thing, you know, we'll get the same results, if you will, and those results are unacceptable uh, to all of us. So uh, as we brought people together and began talking through the Johnson County Mental Health Convening, what we realized is that uh, we needed to take a different approach. And the approach that the superintendents and many, many people throughout this county that work diligently every day working in um, mental health fields said we needed to do was basically listen to our students. You know, I often say that in our world of education and K-12 and the work that we do in the school district, that oftentimes we find ourselves as adults sitting around a table trying to find answers for what to do with students and we should just basically go to the students and ask them what do you want and what do you need so we really took that approach here 
and um, came to several students throughout the um, the county. Um, and you were the one that I came to here in Blue Valley and asked you to serve on the Zero Reasons Why campaign. So as that is kind of a, you know, a historical view, if you will, about um, where we have been, tell us a little bit about Zero Reasons Why from your perspective and some of the things that uh, we're currently doing in that campaign. So Zero Reasons Why, there's representatives from every school district in Johnson County, mm-hmm. and we're looking to expand to other counties, actually. We've been talking with Lee Summit. Yeah, and that's other, exciting. Yeah, yeah, we look forward to it. And so there's great kids from every single county. It's amazing, the perspectives that are coming in. Mm-hmm. We have kids that are leaders of their LGBTQ clubs in their schools right. or the vice president or the president of their grades. So there's tons of different perspectives coming in, and every kid has a unique backstory, which is really like – uh, beneficial to the dynamic of how we're portraying the information mm-hmm. and I, I guess making a more inclusive message. And so we've had, I think, th- three or four meetings now. I'm right. losing track uh, officially. And at each of these, we've uh, been meeting for uh, around three hours, normally a little bit over. Wow. And yeah. And so each, of, so the first one, I'll, I'll go in chronological order. Sure. Uh, the first one uh, we met and we wanted to create a plan or like what we thought like we needed to address most right and so, that's kind of what we ask you to do right right take, yeah. take this thing and basically tell the adults what to do mm-hmm. in terms of supporting you yeah yeah so we decided to create three main pillars or three points that we wanted to address and it's grown a little bit from there but the main three points that we came up with then on that day were uh confront the stigma uh build community support and commit to education and when we're looking at those, build community support was the one that I was, the, I guess, a part of the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is more like informal outside of school. That's like sports clubs, competitions that you may do informally, and teaching families how to help their kids get through things. Mm-hmm. Uh, just building like a community that's inclusive. Uh, commit to education is like inside schools, uh, trying to have kids learn about mental health all throughout their career until uh, high school. So then they're ready to confront the difficulties that they'll face. And then final one was attack the stigma or do right. the stigma. I guess we've used a couple different words for it. And that was almost like a longer-term ar- arching goal where we wanted to uh, attack, like, the stigma. Uh, there's tons of different, like, stigmas around mental health. Kids can talk about, like, uh, I want to kill myself because I got to be on a test or something. And then there's the stigma that, like, we can't talk about this or that the adults don't care. There's tons of different stigmas. Right. But we wanted to confront, you know, all of them and make it, like, so we could have the discussion at least about mental health and get it out there so we're at least talking about it, and we can put it in a positive light. Correct. And, um, you know, three hours each meeting, and you've met, uh, I think, four times. I mean, there's a a lot of passion behind this from the student's perspective. You mentioned that, that each of you have come uh, to this, all six of you. You each represent a school district in the county. And uh, you've all come to this with, uh, you know, a different perspective, but certainly a passion for uh, for this work. So prior to Zero Reasons Why, though, you had kind of already taken this on, you know, teen suicide and mental health uh, in general, uh, not just teen suicide either, it's just suicide in general, as a as a passion of yours. Do you want to tell our, our listeners uh, why that, why you had already started that work? And really, that's yeah. the reason why I, your name was suggested to me, because it was somebody that said, hey, they're already you know, doing this work and maybe they could help with a with a larger perspective of it. Yeah, sure. So uh, definitely started very young age. 
my mother uh, had multiple sclerosis, which is a brain degenerative disease and a host of other diseases. Right. And she's always on medication. So there's always the constant battle of, you know, staying positive in the household. And uh, eventually my parents got divorced and just led my mom down to a pit of depression, really. And uh, a week, I guess, before my freshman year of high school, uh, my mother committed suicide. And from there, it was always something in the back of my mind. And it really, like, I guess, pushed me to say there's no reason not to talk about this. And my freshman year, uh, that was really tough. Like, I didn't even want to talk about it at all. Uh, like, if I saw the issue, I'd, I'd like, be scared and I couldn't confront it. Right. But I've grown a lot since then. So my junior year, I created a club called ASAP. Uh, I wasn't creative with the name. I just wanted to do something as soon <laughs> yeah, as possible. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I called it ASAP. And uh, my idea there was to create a interface between the administration at Blue Valley North and the students about, like, how we can, I guess, address the problem together. Because I knew this isn't an, an issue that we can just face on our own. And just students helping or just adults helping won't fix the problem. And really communication was something that was lacking and should be met, which yeah. is good because there are reasons why, you know, came around right. later down the road. And so uh, I have friends across the school district, and one of them suggested a mental health week. The idea was to do a different theme every day of the week, all positivity-themed, nothing negative. We always mm-hmm. wanted to encapsulate it in a positive light. Right. So uh, we had a different theme every day. Uh, one of them was a choir concert and the band performance. Uh, one of them was yoga in the gym. We had, like, a lot of kids turn out. It was pretty cool. Uh, and then one of them was a Wear Yellow Day. And yellow, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, is the uh, color for suicide prevention. So uh, it was cool. There's a lot of kids wearing yellow. I was surprised. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had uh, every day at the beginning of school, we had a uh, intercom message. And it was like a positive quote mm-hmm. about like just how to view life. And uh, after speaking with a lot of people uh, about it, I've learned that gratitude really is one of the best ways to uh, make a positive output on your life. So I really think the quotes, honestly, were one of my favorite parts of it. That is so cool. You know, um, our listeners may be um, uh, understanding that you're a very special person. Uh, And uh, I've come to know and appreciate that about you. You have a great deal of strength and courage uh, in what you've just told us about your own personal story and journey in this. Uh, I've heard you say that publicly, and so I felt comfortable in asking you to do that, and so we appreciate that. But I think that what um, you just displayed for us is one of the pillars that Zero Reasons Why in terms of the Teen Council have, have set out for us, which is remove the stigma. We, we need to talk about these uh, sorts of challenges and opportunities uh, that we have and not shy away from it because uh, that's not helping us uh, to to address this. And, and so I just I just want to acknowledge that um, uh, I've, I've really come to um, know and appreciate you, you. Uh, for what you've brought to uh, to Blue Valley North and to the Blue Valley District and now to a greater degree. The zero reasons why, and the teen council, and the work that uh, that they're doing there, and so I think um, um, people are now through this podcast getting the opportunity to uh, to hear that, and if you will, visualize um, the the type of work that you're doing and the impact that you can make. So, thank you for that. We really really appreciate that. So, um, tell us because I know that there's a lot of really cool plans that you and your colleagues uh, on the teen council for zero reasons why 
have kind of planned for not only this school year, but even kind of in into next year too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about those. I don't know where to start exactly, but... I know there's a lot of things, Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I guess the most prominent one, since it's like coming up pretty quickly, sure, yeah. uh, we wanted to do a rally in April. And the idea was that we'd have all the Blue Valley schools and all the other schools, every single school in the county, uh, so 20 of them, uh, come together, and we all have these banners that we're uh, sending out to the schools later, actually, uh, that say there are zero reasons why and then blank, mm-hmm. and then we'll have kids fill in them. Uh, so there'll be, like, hundreds of zero reasons why, basically, and from all the schools, and then we wanted to parade uh, around a, a busy street. Uh, we weren't sure where yet. We haven't selected a location for sure, but and then go back and maybe have a, a speaker mm-hmm. uh, present in front of all the kids right. and just un- unify the county as a whole and make it so it's not just a school-by-school school talk, but it's, you know, it's a county talk and make it a bigger picture. Great. Yeah, and, and again, some of these things are still in motion, but again, you guys have poured a, a great deal of effort and, and creativity uh, in, into some of the work. And we're, we're also making plans for next year on um, Suicide Prevention Week too, right? Some things that you're planning next year? We have communication between all the high schools now, which is great. Uh, I have like two kids, at least from every high school that are interested. And we wanted to centralize and like unify them. So we we wanted to do a suicide prevention week, all the high schools together. You know, I'm not sure exactly what that'll look like yet, of course, because I want input from all the kids, but uh, we'll shape it. So every school has like a little bit different theme, but we can make it as like a unifying aspect of all the schools against suicide. And that could have, like, um, speakers in all the high schools, and that could have, like, a rally at the end of the week. We don't know yet, but we definitely want to do as much as possible with it. And uh, it's still tentative, but it's definitely something we're looking forward to doing. That's awesome. So if you think about um, our listeners and our listeners and our moms and dads, they're on their way to work, they're in a lunch hour, they're waiting to pick up their uh, students from school. What would you want them to know about the student-led portion of Zero Reasons Why. Why is it important for a mom or a dad to know that students are leading this effort and um, and what's most important about that? I guess I'll address this from the perspective of the student. Mm-hmm. And it's that uh, in school, a lot of the times, the issue you hear with almost anything that's going wrong in the school is they're just not listening to us or the teachers don't understand our perspective or the administrators or something like that. So the fact that the administrators really like wanted to let the students lead it, uh, I think it's really meaningful and a step in the correct direction for the future and eventually where we'll have discussions and like kids can say what's wrong, you know, like across the county, all kids feel like they can say what's wrong and open the dialogue, not just administration, but in families too, where it's important that moms and dads have the same discussions with their kids It needs to be open to where kids can tell what's wrong with their families as well. Yeah, and it's okay to to have those conversations, right? Of course, yes. It's almost necessary. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's another important point that I know that you and your your, uh, student leaders have also challenged us with. So uh, there are three questions that I always like to ask our um, guests on the – on the is this a show? I don't know. It's a, it's a it's a podcast on the <laughs> on our episode here. Uh, I'm still learning all the lingo on this podcast okay. um, business, so uh, you'll have to help me with that. But uh, three three questions, and uh, the first one is is with respect to the work that you and your colleagues are doing in Zero Reasons Why. Um, what is what is one thing that you believe that we have begun and that we're doing that we really need to make sure that 
we continue to do. It's 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 something that even though it might be difficult to get started and persevere through it, it's it's really meaningful and something that you believe we we need to continue to do. I guess there's two answers to this, and one okay. of them is uh, almost cliche because we've been talking about it the entire time. But listening to the students is a hundred percent, in my opinion, the correct direction to go. Because no matter what, it won't hurt to listen to the students. And even if it will like, take a little bit more work, I'm 100% sure that listening to the students will give a more wholesome picture mm-hmm. for the suicide prevention efforts. And the second thing was uh, recently social workers have been adding to all the schools. Right. And I already know a handful of kids personally that have benefited from the social workers. And I really think the addition of help in the school to the counselors who are busy helping write college recommendation for seniors uh, help uh, create like a more therapeutic uh, atmosphere sometimes in the office as well has been extremely beneficial to a lot of kids and definitely something that I look forward to being there and growing. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. I know that uh, the addition of those Children's Mercy um, social workers and that partnership is, is uh, at least from my perspective, has been beneficial, but it's awesome to hear uh, because uh, it was added because because of you, because of the student perspective and what we needed to do uh, in that. So it's um, we appreciate you you saying that. So the second question is something that we have not done yet. So something that we need to start doing with respect to zero reasons why and addressing suicide and mental health. Yet any thoughts or ideas there? Yeah. So. I'm not exactly sure what it's like in elementary school, middle school, because I'm not there currently. But from when I was in elementary middle school, I know there was almost no discussions in elementary school. Like the only discussion I think we had was in fifth grade about sexual education. And then in middle school, there was some, which was okay. But, you know, I, was, I just think there should be a lot more. And like decently in elementary school, it should be like just how to like be positive and deal with work. Because even in elementary school, in fifth grade, kids are going to be stressed. And by sixth grade and seventh grade, uh, they're already they're definitely going to already be thinking about suicide. Like this isn't something that just all of a sudden hits you in ninth grade. Right. Like it's talked about in middle school, whether like it's talked about a lot or not, it's still talked about. Right. So it needs to be something that's brought up and educated on before it becomes a problem later on. So I think education at younger levels uh, at, and like scaling it and making it like tied to each other is definitely something that needs to happen. Not just like a health class once in your uh, high school career, but you know all the way through. I think it's excellent. I, matter of fact, I think I heard you say a couple of months ago at one of our meetings that we need to treat uh, mental health like we have physical health. Yeah, particularly in elementary school. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and the idea there is that uh, athletes, you know, they get physicals every week, but unless like they can't participate in the sport they want to participate in unless they get a physical. But there's nothing for mental health. Like there's no checkups to see if you're okay. Uh, it's really on you to make sure that you uh, voice your problems, and that's extremely difficult for kids. So I, I like to see that turned around a bit and have it so, you know, sometimes we're asking them. Terrific. Awesome. So the last question, and, and sometimes this one is the most difficult, is um, what is something that we're currently doing that we need to stop doing? It's not helpful uh, any longer with respect to uh, taking a look at suicide and mental health. Yeah, this one's definitely difficult and I'll have to approach it from a different perspective but this goes back to reducing the stigma but even now even though this is like happening like this discussion like I see in schools teachers who don't take it seriously like they'll tell kids oh just take an easier class or don't worry about the stress or your family life's you know at home just come to school and like forget it 
And I'm sure it's not all teachers. In fact, I have tons of teachers I love who are great at being, you know, inclusive. But I think teachers need to stop just thinking about mental health as something that kids can just get over. And teacher education is something that needs to be done, too. Yeah. We're all, we're all continuing to learn, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the importance of what you just said is um, had we not asked students what your perspective is, the adults may not have uh, found that as being important uh, mm-hmm. for us to address. So, again, I think that you've, uh, you've led us um, in many ways already to new understandings and an opportunity for us to take a different look at this and have, uh, have some real important conversations, but more importantly, some actions. Uh, they go along with that. And uh, I, I know you're going to continue to lead us uh, because um, I think as our listeners can attest to that um, you're a great representative uh, for Blue Valley North and the, the Mustang family, but also for Blue Valley. And uh, you're a really special young man, and we look forward to uh, continuing that work, but uh, also just following you. I don't know where you're going to go, what you're going to do, but you're going to leave a mark, and it's going to be a positive one on this world, and we, we greatly appreciate you. Thank and you. so thanks very much. So what our listeners are going to hear right now is a high five that we're giving. Okay. I don't know. There you uh-huh. go. So that was, that was your, uh, your high five for the day and, and uh, <laughs> okay. for having Rory Swenson as our, uh, as our guest. Thanks very much for taking the time and being here and just uh, sharing um, your story, uh, but also your, uh, um, your, your work. It, it's, it's awesome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. All right. Well, uh, again, thank thank you so much, listeners. We are uh, going to continue in our next episode the opportunity to continue to talk about uh, mental health. Uh, and uh, we're going to have segments of a podcast that we recently performed with a new group uh, that has emerged in our Blue Valley family to assist uh, our students, and it's called the Father's Club. And you'll get to learn a little bit about the Father's Club and uh, hear about some important work that they're doing with some of our students. So we'll get to talk to our students again. And until then, thanks very much for uh, listening and your support of the Blue Valley Schools.